<clears throat> you know. <laughs> Let me see. Wait. What is this one called? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, I'm ready. And what's going on? This your main man, Motor City Mike Monster, Detroit Gang. I want to welcome y'all to the next episode of the Bad Husband Podcast, y'all. Shout out to everybody. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you for real, because I really do appreciate everybody who supports us, man. Um, shout out to everybody who follows us regular listeners um our numbers are low but we definitely have regular listeners so i want to shout out everybody that supports us man um everybody who has been supporting us shout out to scooch bronson man shout out to the ghost i will tell y'all about shit you can't fucking know because his name is the ghost uh, shout out to nature boy man shout out to so many others um travis deshawn that is uh what up with it murder uh one of my other producers man i'm an artist for those who don't know but just want to let y'all know that um well I appreciate y'all so much for listening to another week of me ranting and raiding. And um, I have something for y'all today. I feel like this is a very good topic. And I like to really look into my topics as I'm doing them because I realize that you can't just keep repeating the same thing if you want people to keep being in tune with you. And I want people to know that this is a real show. And if you really dig deep into the show... If you listen past all of the jokes and the goofs, like, you will hear that. It's a real show, man. So, this is a real relationship podcast, man. Welcome to the Bad Husband Podcast. And this week, I got a very, very special topic, man. Um, I've been going through some things in my own personal. And this is just something that just popped up. So, this week's topic is, what do you know about divorce? Now, you know, a lot of people say that. You know, they say the word divorce and all most people think of is it's the end of marriage. You know, but what do you really know about divorce? Like, I mean, the real facts and statistics about divorce. You know, it's not just about people being with each other than not being with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, before I, I personally feel like before you get married, you should know this part of the game. You know what I'm saying? So you know what you're getting into and you look a little bit deeper into who you're trying to spend your forever with. So that's a really, really deep thing for us to think about. So when I thought about it, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start at the basics. And I asked some real questions to myself, and I looked some little facts up, all right? So here's the first thing that popped in my head. How long does the average marriage last? And it was a raw question because marriage is supposed to be a forever thing. You're not even supposed to be thinking about the end game because the end game is the end of your life. When your ass stop breathing, that's when the end game is. So that's what it's supposed to be. But I thought about 
just looking into it and just seeing, you know what I'm saying? And the truth of it is in the U.S., man, the average marriage, eh, I'm sorry, so excited. The average marriage lasts only 8.2 years, man. 8.2 years. Damn, that's some bullshit there. Just think about that. You know, you get ready to get married. You find this person. You love them. Let's say you've been with them for four years. Well, the average is only four and some change more years. And then your ass is not even going to be with this person. That shit is insane. And I feel like that's something that everybody should think about and they should look into before they even start talking about marriage. You know what I'm saying? You need to look deeper into it. The average is only eight years. What if you have a child within that time span? So by the time your child is 10 years old, you might not even be with the parent of that person like that. That's just something deep to think about. But here was another great thing that I found right after that. That's in the entire U.S. except for one place. And the one place where I guess, you know, love is a little bit stronger is none other than the heart of the nation. New York, New York, man. New York is at 122 Okay, now 12.2 from 8.2, that's really a significant jump, man. That's an additional amount of time. You know, we're talking an extra four years or something. Four years, you could have broken up and reconciled with a person. You know what I'm saying? After all of that. So that's just crazy. So shout out to New York for holding it the fuck down. Y'all got a million people. So I imagine that, you know, you really got options. So if you stay married that long, man. Shout out, man. That's that's what's up. And um, shout out for not staying married longer because it's supposed to be forever, motherfucker. That's my whole thing. Um, now this is the and these are real quotes, real facts that I looked up, man. And I I just thought they were very intriguing. There were so many of them, but these were just a few of them. Okay, twenty percent in the first five years. Now I want everybody to really absorb that twenty percent. End in the first five years. Now, 20% may not seem like a big percentage, but it really is when you think about it because the numbers should be much, much lower. If people were getting married for the right reasons and doing things for the right reasons, then, you know, those numbers should be significantly lower. I'm expecting four, five, six percent, but 20%, 20% in the first five years, man, the first five years is just past the honeymoon. You know, they say the first two years is the honeymoon. So you mean three years after the cutesy part, you couldn't make it. You might uh, jump the gun. You know what I'm saying? Maybe y'all were supposed to wait another couple years and then figure each other out <laughs> before you got to that. But I think that's ridiculous. And that's an increase. Okay, that's an increase. 12% increase over the last 10 years. That shit is ridiculous. And what that means is a lot of people are not looking deeper into the person that they're looking at. You know, whatever you saw in that person, you really didn't see in that person because you didn't look at them. You know, you kind of looked around them in the situations and the circumstances surrounding them, I guess. But, you know, the things that just attracted you, but you didn't look deeper. And I think that is a crazy fact right there. Um, now, but I will say this. I did find a great fact. Between 10 years and 15 years, okay, it's only 8% divorce rate. 
It's only an 8% divorce rate. If you can make it to 10, they call that the safe stage. So what I would suggest is just make it to 10. <laughs> just keep on going, man. If you're close, just keep on going. But I would suggest it anyway because this is a union. It's a lifetime ban. It's something, you know, I'm not going to get all preachy. I always say that. But, you know, it's a, a bond between you, that person, and God. And y'all promised each other something, man. Y'all promised each other life. Y'all promised each other eternity. There was no stipulations on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm on my second marriage. And if there was a stipulation in between, I wouldn't have done it. I thought this was until we get to God. You know what I'm saying? And, until we see the dirt. I mean, and that's just my opinion of it. You know what I'm saying? But make it to 10, man. And odds are looking pretty fucking good for it. Now, I looked up some crazy shit. So now that we're digging deeper into it, um, the number one cause of divorce is spouse abuse. I looked this up and they said it was spouse abuse. And most of it was physical. You know, of course, um, anything that's detrimental to your health or, you know, just a, a physical harm to you, you know, something that could end your life or, you know, make it more difficult. I completely get that. But a few days ago, somebody was talking to me and um, shout out to this person because I expect them to listen to the podcast. So uh, shout out. But, um, but they were describing like abuse, you know what I'm saying, to me. And I, it blew my mind. What she said, because what she said was, you know, it doesn't have to be physical abuse, even if it's mental abuse, even if it's emotional abuse, you know what I'm saying? Or the lack thereof, you know, that's still a form of abuse. And that's just the same as being physical with a person, you know, it has that same damage and effect as physically hurting somebody. And it, it just crushed me because I didn't realize that those things were synonymous. I didn't know that, you know punching somebody in the face was the same as beating their mind up. And, you know, I'm a, I am do pride myself in trying to, you know, have some understanding and being, you know, a little bit more intelligent, you know, than most. Uh, but, you know, that, that statement there, it just shook me. And I've heard other statements. I've had other statements said to me in my current and previous relationships, you know, about um, the, the verbal abuse. And the truth of it is, I have never been a, a domestic violence person. I've never been, you know, a, a physical altercation type of person, especially with my spouse. You know, you know, men or men, we have moments, but you know, especially with my spouse, never that. You know, I came from a domestic violence situation. You know, background where I was used to that, so I never brought that into my, you know, relationships. And what I realized was. The verbal abuse is just as bad. Somebody once said this to me. I'd rather fight. And it just it crushed me a little bit because even without doing physical harm to somebody, I realized that in their mind, man, I did just as much damage, if not more, just with my words. So um, I didn't want to leave that part out. They really didn't speak about the mental aspect of it, but I wanted to put that in there. Mm -hmm. Need to on that one. Um, but the truth of it is it goes both ways because a lot of times we think about the mental aspect and women don't think about the mental aspect on men um, I've heard uh, various great quotes about you know the strengthening of men you know the men that you want 
to lead, you know, that you want to be in front, that you want to be the providers, that you want to be the fathers and the husbands and the, the cousins and the brothers that you need, you know, there is some some mental parts of us that you have to understand as well because we just pretend to be tough and impenetrable because we have no choice. Where if you the king of the throne, I mean, what are you supposed to do? You can't cry in front of the community, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't break down in front of the village. They're not gonna want to follow God. That's that's not rolling down a sleeve. That's not okay. Cause you know it's rolling down your sleeve because niggas wipe their sleeve when they little kids, little badass. Anyway, uh, but you know you're not gonna follow somebody like that. You need somebody with confidence. You need somebody with a vision. You need somebody who can make you believe that there is a vision. So you're not gonna follow those type of people. So we tuck that away. But sometimes y'all are very, very mentally damaged. Uh, I mean, damaging, should I say? Um, because I'm being affected by some of the same things as we speak, you know, and I have a hard time. I have this thing in my household and shout out to everybody who knows me personally. I say, fuck your feelings. And I always tell people two main things. And I had to start adding the second one in. The first one is, it's not what it is. It's what it looks like. Even if it's not the truth, if it looks bad, it looks bad. And the other thing is context. You know, people take things out of context. And when you say things like, fuck your feelings, it's so aggressive, it's so cold, it's so nonchalant. Shout out to my daughter. Uh, it's so nonchalant, it's just so unemotional that nobody understands what I'm actually saying. I'm saying, fuck your feelings. If it gets in the way of progress, you know, if you just broke up with somebody and it's got you in depression, it's got you bald in the fetal or thinking about suicide or homicide or whatever the case may be, then fuck your feelings. Get back to the real thing. You know, get back to life. Get back to what we're supposed to be doing. Anything, shout out to my big sis. Love you so much, babe. Um, anything that does not grow dies and we have to get to that point. So your feelings will keep you from growing, which will in turn help you die. A whole lot faster and that's what I mean by that and once again context means so much so when you don't put that thought process into it you know it ends up how it ends up but that is a thing that I really really wanted to push <laughs> and that's crazy now I got some other stats too so let's see who made it to 15 years 55% of married people made it to 15 years and that's, that's pretty damn good. That's over half. So we can shout out to that. Now, the numbers drop a whole lot after this, okay? Um, the next one is 25 years. Only 35% of people married made it 25 years. Now, that's not necessarily saying because it wasn't in detail, you know, whether sickness or separation or whatever, you know, there's there was no great detail into that, but... 25 years is a whole lot harder. It's only 35% as of right now. And these are census numbers, so I'm not just creating these things. Now, 50 years, there's only 6%. Man. 6%. So shout out to everybody. Look at your grandma, your granddad, your what they call him, people, papa, papa, whatever the fuck you talking about. Look at them and salute them if they are still with your people, man, because only 6% of them are either still around to be in that category. So shout out to them, man. Give them a salute and a handshake and all of that good stuff. Buy them a good gift. Don't just give them some old wool shit because they old. Just, just, you know, give them some great shit. 
getting some new shit they don't know nothing about. They got to learn and shit, okay? <laughs> um, another great point that I, I just happened to run across was the hardest years of marriage. And I thought it would have been over 10, actually. You know, I thought, you know, at 10, you hit that moment where, you know, you're getting kind of tired of folks. You're used to the same thing. You know, I, I thought it would have been 10, but actually it's seven. In your seventh year, they say that's your hardest year, okay? Most divorce, uh, I'm sorry, uh, most divorces end in or after the seventh year. And that is a crazy statistic, like seven years. Now, let's say you did it properly. Let's say you, you know, got with them and then you had children and then you moved forward. So, your kid would just barely be in school. We're talking first grade, second grade. Hmm. That is a seven year. The seventh year is rough, especially now. Just think about it. What if you had two children within those seven years of marriage? I mean, the difficulties just grow, man. Like just within that time period, because not only are you dealing with the growth of the kids, but you're dealing with the breakdown of a marriage and. That alone is just mentally crazy. So watch out for number seven, y'all. <laughs> you get to year seven, y'all better start tightening up around this motherfucker. You might end up by yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, one of the number, uh, it was actually listed as one of the number ones, but I had to categorize it. So um, the second thing that causes divorces is communication problems. Communication problems and um, as just my little sidebar, I put, I understand, man. I understand the communication problems. Um, I have a lot of communication problems with my own and it's sometimes it's like we're speaking, but we're not, you know, you, you hit a point when you've been with a person for so long where you hit autopilot, you know, you miss certain things in between because you really only listen to the main things for men. We listening to major problems and money issues and, you know, the car, the mortgage, the house, the, you know, um, defending, you know, just being men and for women, it's the details. It's, uh, you know, also the bills, but, you know, in which order they're paid and <laughs> on what day, you know, a uh, certain time and appointments and, you know, different little things. So um, if y'all not communicating properly, that's going to be one of the first things that I feel is going to crash because you don't understand what the fuck she's saying. If you haven't communicated with your spouse in four days on the fifth day, y'all going to be total strangers and y'all going to be talking to each other about things that the other one should have heard. And it's going to be an instant argument because you missed everything that they were saying. You know what I'm saying? Because you weren't listening. Sometimes we do that when you get complacent in your relationship, you know, when you get real comfortable, you go on autopilot. Sometimes my wife will say things and I'll catch the big things and some of the smaller things I'll miss. But this is what I do immediately. I try to go, no, I don't remember that, you know, just so I don't agree to some shit that is going to cause an even bigger issue later. I make sure to try to stop that immediately. Nope, I don't remember that. Well, I told you on Friday, okay, well, shit, it's Wednesday. I don't remember that. You know, that was days in between. So much has happened. My life is chaotic, you know, but communication breakdowns, man, I feel like, it is competing with the first one, you know, as the number one cause, the spousal abuse, you know, I feel like it's compete. It's really competing with that because you don't even have to be abusive to just be distant, to drift away from each other because you're not communicating the way you're supposed to. 
Um, I am a subcontractor, man. We started our own family business. Shout out to Flying Associates General Maintenance. If you are in the Midwest, in the Dayton area, in Ohio area, in the Detroit area, give us a call. Look us up on IG and all that good stuff. But anyway, <laughs> promo. Um, but um, one of the best things about that is I get to set my schedules and uh, I have a sickly wife, you know, so I, I do my best to tend to her as much as possible outside of my own insanity, once again, because I'm a definite uh, nutcase. But uh, uh, I start my day normally just on some walking out the door between 9 and 10 because those early morning hours I have to check. And I like to take that time for us to shit, shower, shave, get ourselves together, have a cup of coffee, and then discuss our day, you know, and try to get on the same page. And that's a part of my good communi- uh, communication. You know, I'm, I'm doing my best to communicate with people so I won't have issues because I find myself butting heads with people outside of my family, not so much as inside of my family, which is insane to me. So. Um, I do attempt, and as of right this moment, it's not been going well, but communication, I think, is a key. And if you don't have that, you ain't for a long one, or a very, very short one, for real, for real. Uh, I heard of some shit that just popped up, and I just I, I just had to laugh about this, because I'm silly like that. So I heard of something recently called a sexless marriage, and... On my Al Bundy shit, I was like, shit, this area marriage. But <laughs> but I actually looked it up, and the definition of it is a marriage where you have sex, let's say, less than once a month, whatever that might average out to, or some crazy shit. Like, let's say you only have sex once a month. Like, then you really have a sexless marriage, and I was like, damn. Does that even exist? Does somebody even go for that? You married a person and you're supposed to be with them forever. And it's the only person you're supposed to touch or love or think about or rub or or drool over or anything. And you can't touch them but once a month. Boy, that's a tough thing there. Me and the wife might have had some negotiations about that. We're going to have have to have two of you so at least I can have it twice a month. I don't know. What religion is that? I don't (laughs) I'm going to start looking up some denominations fucking around with that shit. I don't know what type of shit is that but look the divorce rate for that is 50 percent. i'm so surprised that it's not more than that i know why motherfucker. <laughs> it's no fucking surprise there that's ridiculous um now this is one that touched home a whole lot because i'm on my second one and second marriages and i looked up the divorce rate on second marriages and surprisingly it was 60 percent. it was more than half of second marriages end up in divorce and I, oh my goodness, that is 10% more than in first marriages. It's only 50, which is, you know, a coin toss, but more than 60, then you're more than likely to not make it through the second. And that is crazy. Like, and one of the questions, my favorite question, um, I've started pushing into people's heads was why, you know, everything is a cause and effect and everybody always thinks about the end game of it, but nobody ever thinks about how it starts how did it start what is you know the origin of this thing and then you can normally kill it once you find the beginning of it so why was my question and i can think of several reasons um a lot of times people that got divorced didn't really want to get divorced they just weren't married to the right people most times people that get married and this is just off opinion you know most times that 
people get married, they didn't just get married just because. They wanted to be married for a variety of different reasons. You know, some are silly than others, but they wanted to be married. I'm a person that can say that firsthand. You know, I've been married twice, and it's because I can deal with relationships. You know, I like knowing a person. I like being with a steady person that knows me. You know, so um, the random situation of things, I feel like at this point in my life, and even in my younger years, I really didn't want that. I wanted... uh, you know, a Bonnie and Clyde situation. I wanted somebody to ride, you know, who was with me. We was going to ride through it all. You knew my good, my bad, and my worst, you know, and you still roll through that. And some people can do that. And some people, you know, they have that rabbit in them, as we call it in the D, and it's the run thing. You know, rabbits run fast. And a lot of people have that syndrome in them, you know, that run, that pick up and go, that I can't do this, you know. And I think that a lot of people jump into the second one because they want it. But they don't necessarily need it. Let's say it like that. You know, um, I, I wanted to postpone, and I <laughs> shout out to my wife. I wanted to postpone uh, my second marriage for like eighteen years, and she just looked at me stupid, and she was driving, so I didn't want to die at that very moment. So I said something funny and shit, so she didn't kill us both. But uh, <laughs> um. She wasn't going for it, you know, and I had a variety of different reasons. But to women, it just sounded like bullshit, you know. Let's wait a little bit. We need to get more financially stable. I want my situation. What about our career? What about the kids? You know, those are legitimate statements that sometimes this is when you use that one. Fuck your feelings, you know what I'm saying? Just because you feel you should doesn't mean you should. And 60% is a bad percentage. That it means that it's a failing rate of people that keep going. And that's crazy. And I would say to that, slow down, man. Slow down. If it's supposed to be forever, there is absolutely no rush. Because what's the time limit on forever? My first marriage, there's some craziness. And it took me years to get back. And in my mind, man, I know it's going to be hard. But what is years to forever? And if you in it forever then you don't have to worry about it. I'll be back and we'll push through this like anything else. And that's how I feel about second marriages, you know. Maybe you should slow it up. Uh, this was a crazy, crazy question that just came as I was scrolling. It said, how common is cheating in marriage? Now, I want y'all to marinate on that for a second. How common now, for that to even be a question means that a lot of people had it. It's a frequent question. How common? And that, at first, it shouldn't be common. Let's just be honest. Um, and everybody that has, everybody that's doing, it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's wrong. You have a soulmate. You have a oneness. And you're supposed to be one with that oneness. And whatever you're missing from that person, you need to work that out. You know, this is not just a podcast for men to just bash women or whatever. This is a relationship podcast, man. And I'm a real married man. And this is just truly how I feel. You should hash that out before you even end up in that, you know, other side. And if you end up over there, there are ways to handle it. On both ends. <laughs> for the for the victim and the perpetrator. You know what I'm saying? So there are ways to handle that. But how common? Now, um, I figured the statistics would be just like this. A little bit higher for men because, of course, let women tell them men ain't shit and yada, 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 whatever the hell. But um, 15% of women in marriages 
cheat. That's how common it is. That 15% of married women have somebody else. Now, men are, I wouldn't even say significantly, but yeah, it's enough. You know, we're up 10%. It's 25% of men. 25% of men. That is a fourth of the men in marriages are cheating. And that is a crazy percentage for women to be at 15, for men to be at 25, of course. But if let's say if the men were at 15 and the women were at like 7, I could deal with that. But 15 and 25, I want to say something to everybody before they jump on the men, okay? Less than half, okay? Or should I say it this way? Women are more than half way to the men. And on just the infidelity, just on the stepping outside of your marriage. Y'all are right on our heels. So that's not a good thing either way. I thought that was something that's wild. And I think that's something that should be looked into. And if you are in a marriage right now, I think that's something that you should look at your spouse and just really look at. You know, uh, as a king, as a man, look at your wife and know that 15%, 15% of married women are cheating. And you have to know if your wife is a part of that 15%. And you have to know what to do in that case. And the same thing for women, 25% for y'all. Now, I know y'all extra dramatic. You're going to sit back a little bit. <laughs> you have your eyes open a little bit more. You're going to be so extra appalled, but don't forget that y'all only 10% behind us. So hell, you can be in the 15 and he can be in the 25. I just want to throw that out there before y'all get to tripping and shit. But once again, my favorite question is why, you know, both ends, the other person needs to ask why, why is your spouse in that 15%? Why is your spouse in that 25%? What are you lacking that is sending them to search for something different? That is a really, really big question that I think people need to ask themselves if you really want to do this, if you really want to walk this thing called life with your spouse. Now, with that being said, I found a perfect closer for this. Normally, I have a question of the week, but I think all of this information is enough for right this moment, and I'm going to end this with, and it couldn't have been no better. Main reason for cheating, there is eight points, Okay. <laughs> there's eight different reasons and I'm just going to run through them real fast because there's eight of them the first of them is anger of course it's anger because if you mad at her or she mad at you hell yeah you might do some stupid shit self esteem was the second one and I, I literally put them in order self esteem was the second one yes if a person has low self esteem and somebody shows them some type of love and affection or they give them that boost that you don't Absolutely. They're gone. Lack of love almost falls right underneath that. Uh, I'm a person who for sure has already said that on a previous podcast. I feel like you don't love, you don't want me. I'm out of here, babe. <laughs> and that's just how it is. Uh, low commitment. And this is the crazy thing. Some people get into relationships with low commitments. Like you can up and dip on a motherfucker at any moment. Why would you get into a commitment with a person at all? Like Why would you even get into any type of long-term agreement 
even if long term, because for most people with low commitment issues, long term is 90 days or some shit. Why would you even get into a 90 day agreement with somebody and you know you're one of those people? You're just playing games. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, a need for variety. Some people get old and they just need a bite of new new. They might be the best person ever. They might be a great mom, a great dad. They might just like a little spice in their life, a little something new. Bow! And then as soon as they get it, you take their ass back to the crib. Been on both sides of that motherfucking piece of shit, so I completely understand that. Um, neglect. Neglect on every time, on every end. If you neglect your man, women, you don't have to worry about it. My wife got me hip. To an old school song. It's called The Clean Up Woman. And she's going to be right behind your ass like the motherfucker at a hotel or something at checkout time. She's going to go ahead and clean up what you thought was trash. Then your ass going to be mad. It'll be like that. And the same way for men. I just told somebody this recently. It's just like kids with a toy. You can give a kid a toy and be their favorite. And then just forget about it. Throw that motherfucker in the trash. Throw him in the corner in the toy being until somebody else want to play with the toy and then all of a sudden you're interested again. <laughs> it's the same way. Uh, sexual desire. Sometimes, and this is how I interpreted this one, um, sometimes you marry people for different reasons, you know, and maybe you found somebody else, you ran across somebody else that was just that attractive, that just had certain traits or something and, you know, that can trigger a moment of stupid fucking pity and can cost you a whole lot. So yeah, sexual desire yeah. And situation or desire was the last one. Now, situation or desire, um, I understand that on both ends. Um, I've been in a situation where things have happened, and I've had a desire and things have happened. Now, I interpreted that last one as like the desire on this one. If you think about things too long, you might just absolutely do it. You know what I'm saying? If you think, let's say, you see somebody, they're beautiful. Every single time you see them, you just think, oh, shit. If I wasn't in this situation, I'd jump on that. Okay, well, you might be in a situation. You and her or him might split up. Y'all might have a moment where y'all separated or something, and then you might shoot that shot because you've been thinking about shooting that shot already. You know, you've already had the desire to do it, you know, and that's just how I interpreted it in my mind. Um, feel free to let me know how y'all feel about this. But I thought that was a great way to close this. So I want to thank everybody who listened this whole time. I feel like it was a great episode. Um, hit me up on all platforms, man. Um, Bad Husband One on Twitter. Uh, Bad Husband Podcast with two Ds on Instagram. Uh, Detroit Gang on Facebook. You can hit us up on the Bad Husband Podcast with two Ds. Uh, you can email us. You can link with us in any way that you can, man. Shout out to everybody who... Fucks with us. We love y'all so much. Let's get it.